shit, that hit the spot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture To Do, the show where two best friends give each other a list of things to watch, read, listen to, stare at, eat maybe. Am I going to make you eat something? I hope. We'll see. Okay. I'm one of your hosts, Greg. I'm here with Anthony. Hola. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. We got a few little bits of news that we're going to talk about before we get into what is going to be probably a pretty beefy conversation on the things we've been watching because of lockdown. Yeah, it's a bit of a recap episode, if you think about it. A, a recap for ourselves as well as anyone listening, because, you know, we haven't proper seen each other in like a year and a half. I've got a bunch of things. And I said watch. I've got, I've got stuff I've read. I've got stuff that I, like... Yeah, throw that in. It, yeah, that's it's it's not watch, it's consumed. Yeah. Um I, I actually have something like two things that I've read too that uh, we can definitely um I can definitely add in. Heck yeah. So yeah. Um I wanted to kick things off by asking you. Mm-hmm. Um, because there have been like this kind of uh recent drop of trailers about just movies that are exploding all over august and mm -hmm. october um but there is the uh like candy man first of all has official an official uh, release date which i'm extremely excited for yeah you've been looking forward to that one oh yes um but i actually wanted to ask you if you see well if you have seen the uh don't breathe two trailer I haven't seen the trailer, but I saw what the synopsis is, and I was actually talking to my partner about this yesterday. Yeah. Because it's a cool idea, but I'm also really torn about it. Yeah, me too. Like, the because it kind of seems like they're making the disgusting antagonist the protagonist. Yeah. And yeah. I think from what I understand of the concept, I think that works. Like, I think they're not just like, ah, and he's a good guy now. But at the same time, I'm just like, do we need this? He was pretty gross. Yeah. He in was the reveals. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to forcefully inseminate a woman. And he had a woman chained up for forceful insemination. Yeah. It's, ugh. That movie was great and just how disturbing it was. Yeah. I in that really moment. Yeah, I really don't think it needed a second installment. Look, am I going to check it out? Maybe. But I'm not going to go to theaters for it, that's for sure. Hmm. Um, Wait till it's on the home rentals. Exactly. That VOD. You can get it from your local Blockbuster. Oh, God. Remember when that was a thing? Hey, blockbuster? <laughs> I feel like it's funny because... Um, I'm just gonna deviate for a second. It's funny because that you mentioned Blockbuster, and I'm I'm such a big horror fan. Like, you know, like recently, I guess, like in my recent years. But there have always there's always been that time, like when I would go through Blockbuster, 
and I would kind of like I was very very young and I would kind of go wander into the horror section and look at all the horror movie covers and how they disturb me I was like I'm never watching that I'm never watching that I'm never watching that one of which being Hellraiser uh you know one of your faves one of my favorites um and then another one of course which is everyone every reviewer or movie buff that I've talked that I've not talked to that I've like watched videos on when we when uh back when I was kind of going through my stint of like when the new it came out like the first mm -hmm. chapter and I was watching reviews and they would always kind of inevitably talk about the 90s like miniseries and they yeah. would always talk about like and then there was the cover remember the cover that you'd <laughs> seen your blockbuster and how it was so disturbing yeah that was one of them yeah. for me too <laughs> that's the thing too like you you're bringing up a point that i find interesting because back then when you went to rent things you didn't always go in being like okay i know what i'm gonna watch and no. we didn't have access to trailers in the same way so covers really you know they say don't judge a book by a cover but you had to judge a movie by its cover it's true all you had was the cover and like the back synopsis yeah the cover the back synopsis where it is in the rental place like i saw yeah. alien when i was young because it was in the sci-fi section and I was big into sci-fi, and I had rented all the Star Trek movies already, so I rented Alien. Yeah, right? And it's like, how how uh, bad could this be for, like, a, a younger like mm. a younger kid? And, uh, well, I mean, how, how were you when you watched it? I can't remember. I, I think I was, like, right on the cusp, because, like, I watched it, and I didn't quite get it. Understandably, because you were very young, right? Yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I must like, I don't know why I was able to watch that and not be disturbed. Because as a kid, I watched Jurassic Park on TV, like one scene of it, uh, mm -hmm. the the raptors in the kitchen, and I did not watch the movie again for like ten years. Again, understandable. I was a, like, I was a weak little baby boy. Well, no, but like, <laughs> like it's funny because everyone cites like Jurassic Park as like this huge. Uh, and it, it's like only but like PG, PG thirteen. Yeah, something was like PG thirteen. Yeah, and and it's like there are some scenes there that are like kind of like disturbing, and and yeah. a lot of people like have first watched that movie when they were pretty young, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing with Jurassic Park that I sort of feel like makes it more palatable palatable for younger audiences is the fact that it's not just the horror stuff, but there's also these fantastic moments of wonder and enthusiasm. And adventure. Yeah, yeah. like it, yeah. it really hits so many different things and that's why it's so well regarded and that's why none of the other films work in the same way because they can't strike that balance again. That's true. Considering like even Spielberg, uh, he did Lost World, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like Lost World, like I think has a cult following. Or, yeah, or, I enjoy it. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's not as good. No, no. But it is. Uh, I do remember enjoying it too. But uh, geez, Jurassic Park are Jurassic Park and Lost World are two movies that I haven't seen for years. You should you should revisit them at least the first one because the first one is a cinematic classic, of course. It's it's super fun. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. 
and then you can just kind of like put a pin in it after Lost World. Let's be real. <laughs> you could you could stop after Lost World. No, you have to watch the one scene from Jurassic Park 3 where he has a dream where Raptor says Alan. Okay. And then you have to watch that one scene where in uh I don't know, one of the newer ones where Chris Pratt is like riding a motorcycle with like dinosaurs. I don't even think you need that. I, I think no, you, you can really stop don't. at Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. What a waste. Anyway. <laughs> I still don't understand how Bryce Dallas Howard was like obviously it's not like but her character, like it's not practical to be like running at full speed through Jurassic Park mud, which is gross wet and like molasses in heels from dinosaurs are you who the fuck came up with that give the woman some shoes or flats come on give her some nikes man i mean it's it's not a great movie <laughs> no i like seriously like anyway that, that bugged me but yeah sorry back onto don't breathe too um I was going to say, like, I know you're not, you're not big into trailers, um, mm -hmm. but I would say specifically do not watch this one because <laughs> you, I, I watched it and mm -hmm. I know everyone who dies. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> I, that's the a whole, bad the whole movie's, yeah, the whole movie's like laid out for you. Mm. Oh, did, did you hear, uh, was a Jane Levy who was in the first one? Uh, yeah, uh, Fede Alvarez, who wrote and directed the first one and co-wrote this one, uh, he said he's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want to put her through that ringer again. Blah blah blah. You know, she's you know got a successful career on TV right now, so we didn't ask her. Yeah, and she was like, I, you're you're right. I wouldn't have wanted to do a, another one of these, but it's pretty shitty that you just decided that I wouldn't want to be in it and didn't even. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Jeez. And it, well, they've been like, and I know that they were like, they, they worked also together on, um, on, uh, on uh, evil dead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, another movie by his, uh, cause I loved evil dead and I love don't breathe. Mm-hmm two uh two fantastic movies but i do have to admit that was really shitty that he couldn't at least just ask her yeah like, and like he, him saying he's like oh i've put her through the ringer enough it's like yeah but that's her decision as a performer and you know person and yeah. to decide whether she wants to do that and just like if you didn't want to use her character just say we there was no room in the story for her don't go off on this whole thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because especially if the story's like dealing with an entirely new concept where like her character literally doesn't fit, then that's one thing. But if you're gonna be like if you're just gonna decide for her, mm -hmm. I think the best thing would have been to just put the ball in her court, make her decide for herself. Mm -hmm. Or when asked, hey, why is she not in this sequel? Say, because there's no room for her character. Or that. Because there's nothing wrong with them being like, hey, we wrote this sequel. It would make no sense for her to show up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I would the not story's... be questioning. Like, when I heard the the, the, the sequel was coming out and the premise, I was like, okay. 
And I didn't at any point think, oh, but where's Jane Levy's character? Because it doesn't sound like there's room for her. No, exactly. It's a, it's a whole new story. Plus, we know that her character moved away somewhere. Exactly. Like, so, I don't know. It's just... Anyway. But it's funny that he says that because he's bu- she's busy with TV because her oh. show just got canceled. Oof. Yeah, but she's been on TV consistently for a long time because she was also on Castle Rock when it was on. She oh, right. gets yeah. consistent TV work. I'm hoping she's really like, mm-hmm. she's really fun to watch. She's really talented, so you know, give yeah. the girl some work. Yeah. And speaking of talented people who deserve to work, did you hear about the uh, Olympic athlete who got like a one month banned and can't compete in the Olympics because she smoked a bit of pot? Oh my god! Yes. Like, um, yes. I. I. I Wait, um, um, I don't know her name, but she's, um... Shikari Richardson. Yes, yes, yes. I think, oh my god, are you kidding me? Right? And it was, like, apparently, like, like she, she, like, got a little high to deal with the stress of having, like, a family member died and she needed to, like, chill out for a bit. Which is nothing but understandable. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, no, this legal in most states drug, you (laughs) tested positive for it. So you can't compete in the Olympics, despite the fact that it is in no way a performance enhancer. I think that's some bullshit. It's it's absolute bullshit, because have you like I've seen one video of her running Mm -hmm. and the woman is a bullet. Yeah, I don't understand. uh, Like talented at running talented is the wrong word but like i don't want to just be like oh she's like a great athlete because she is but like i don't know it would sound disingenuous if i said it that way yeah for sure but like she 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 has worked very hard to be very good at this yeah she is she is probably one of the best you know at her sport right now Mm -hmm. and they're just like no over the dumbest thing sorry yeah it's like look look like everyone has their own way of dealing with grief like if this is her way fuck off and let her deal with her grief like it's first of all i can also imagine like maybe she's extremely anxious with the stress as well of being in the olympics right so why shouldn't she like at least just take something to mellow out and help her focus because exactly like already stated it's not a performance enhancing drug so who cares and this is coming from me someone who does not do any of a drugs ever that's not my thing and i'm just here going like you know just just let the woman fucking light up who cares it's not even like she's doing it at the olympics no this was like how how many how much time before I don't, I don't know when the Olympics are, but like... Oh, okay, okay, but... Even then. Hmm. That's such horseshit, man. Come on. Lighten up, you know? Yeah. It's like, seriously, get with the times or get left behind. Yeah. It's everyone's... Everyone is doing it. It's allowed. It's legal because it's not harmful. I live a 30-minute walk from a place where you can just buy pot. 
Like we're no longer living in this world where it is an illegal substance. It's like whatever you do in the safety of your own home is fine. Like yeah. if if they were like, ooh, she drank a beer, we got a banner. It's like on. no, despite the fact that, you know, you know, alcohol can be a lot more dangerous to people than than pot, but you know, Very whatever. True. Yeah. It's true. Oh man. And it's, it's funny. It's like, yeah. And remember those times where you the only place you could buy weed was a sketch like a dude's sketchy apartment and the guy's name was like Baller77. Those are the actual times- birth certificate name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't the times anymore where you could buy pot at a fucking like actual pharmaceutical dispensary. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, uh, last piece of news I have is yeah. that HBO canceled Lovecraft Country, which oh. I'm really surprised in because it was like a super critical hit and everyone loved it. Yeah, wait, yeah. Have, wait, have you seen it? Not or yet. It's have... been on my to-do list. Okay, okay. I think I don't know if I like I heard good things, but I just don't mm-hmm. know if I was gonna like if I, I was if I wanted to check it out. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I did. It sounded good. Yeah. I'm surprised too, though. Like you said, it was like getting a lot of, um, like a lot of critical buzz, a lot of mm-hmm. great reception, and then why is it canceled? I don't know. HBO's quote unquote moving in a different direction, according to the article I read. That's stupid. It's probably yeah. a stupid direction. Yeah. It's probably because there weren't enough white people in it. Oh, God. I'm not gonna get in. I, I, that's a that's a big conversation to get into for right another now. day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, is there like a an actual like factual piece of evidence like state like backing that up? No, that- no. It's just the fact that if you look at like most of what is considered like the great television of our time, it's a lot of. Uh, brooding angry white anti-heroes yeah uh, who are doing bad things but you love them yeah which you know like i get it i love breaking bad we all love breaking bad sopranos you know sopranos mad men every show is this what about the wire the wire is different but even then uh mcnulty's in it and he's a brooding white anti-hero with a drinking problem that's true. Six feet under. None of that. Well, there's brooding characters, but no one's doing any bad. Th- Actually, yeah. Anyway, so. Anyway. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got anything else before we jump into the main topic? Anada. Let's dive right in. All right. So, like we said at the top, this is stuff that we have been consuming since lockdown began yeah that maybe we haven't talked about enough or maybe we haven't talked about on here Mm -hmm. uh i got a bunch of stuff that i'm not going to bring up today because we've done an episode on sound of metal we've done an episode on promising young woman yeah yeah (laughs) and like despite the fact that we're gonna touch on certain things like darker than nick um or like in, Invincible or The Boys, like we're gonna have episodes, like full episodes dedicated mm-hmm. to The Boys, Invincible, and probably the Nick and Dark too in the future. 
like so you get all for all you get our full thoughts mm-hmm. yeah yeah and part of the reason why we're doing this is because you know second vaccines are coming up hopefully that means some return to normalcy for us here in canada you I see hope. a lot of it going on in the states so fingers crossed remember if you're listening you know get vaccinated don't be stupid yeah please let's bring this world back to mm. normalcy shout out to my mom and dad they got their second dose yesterday nice they're doing okay uh yeah i think so my dad was feeling a little tired Uh, they dropped by here after just to drop off a drill i needed to borrow okay and and my dad was like i'm gonna go now because i'm getting a bit of a headache so yeah i get that yeah but i I haven't heard they they've had any bad stuff so okay okay that's good because uh i think yeah it was either you or someone else that told me like the second one kind of hits a little bit harder it can yeah 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 oh man so i'm not excited for that but uh yeah in any case I'm, I'm glad to hear that your folks not only got the second backs but they are doing well yeah love you mom and dad huh oh, okay <laughs> also love you <laughs> love you greg's mom and dad <laughs> anyways yeah should i go first or should you go first no 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 yeah yeah you you started off all right so one of the first things I actually consumed while uh, on uh, on lockdown, the, the first original lockdown, oh, we'll be locked down for two weeks, and then I didn't work for a month and a half. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Was I bought the last volume of Lock and Key. Oh, the book. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, uh, the graphic, uh, the comics. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've talked about that in general because it's a great comic. Yes. And the the last book, like, no spoilers, because I know you're not caught yeah, up. I haven't finished. Yeah. But it, it really ends things nicely. Yeah. Yeah. It it ends in a way that is natural and it feels like that's where it would end. Okay. But without being like, ah, and then this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen. Like, it's not predictable. It's just, it's it's what good writing is, where as you're, you're consuming it, you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Which I think is good writing. When people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, you know, I saw the ending coming. It's like, yes, because they successfully used foreshadowing and... and they set it up. Yeah, and set up and payoff. That's not bad that you saw it coming. It means that they did their job properly. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty bad. Like, can you imagine like, like all of this setup and then it's a musical? What the, like that would <laughs> that would be fucking weird, especially because it's a comic. How do you do that? Uh, <laughs> you say that apparently that's how the series Transparent ends. Wait, the series Transparent. Yeah. Wait. Uh, the, the show. The TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah. What? Uh, the la the la the instead of doing a last season, mm-hmm. uh, they did a feature film length musical finale. Uh, different. Yeah. Uh, did did people like it? <laughs> I don't know. I only just read about this recently. I okay. I haven't watched that show yet. It's been on my to do list because it sounds intriguing intriguing it sounds like it can be really touching but then i found out that uh timbre 
Tambor was a creep on set. And I'm just like, well, now I'm yeah. torn. Do I support a very LGBT positive show or do I not watch it because of Tambor? Tambor. Uh, I, I, I would say, dude, I've been having this like argument with myself for like what feels like years. Like, do we support the art or the artist? Like, where's the, the line? I don't know. To be honest, it's tough. You know, it really is because I I love Polanski's work. I love Rosemary's Baby, The Tenant, Repulsion. Um, but but you know, Polanski is a vile creep. You know. Yeah. But but I love those movies. You know. I think about that as well, <clears throat> and like, I'm a big fan of his film uh, Chinatown. There you go. I you bought know? it. I bought it used, so that way it wouldn't be any way directly supporting him financially. Yeah, but you still have the movie. You yeah. can still. And even it. then, like I have trouble putting it on very often, despite the fact that I think it's one of the greatest screenplays ever written. But there you go. Like, like, like you know, like one of my favorite serial killer, like true crime films, and. I think one of yours too, Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not true crime. You were using that term wrong. Sorry, crime, <laughs> not true crime, sorry. But like one, you know, like it's a like a crime thriller, sorry, crime mm-hmm. thriller horror. But like, how do we, like, do we still watch that because of Kevin Spacey? Well, you know what? I'm not going to let that douchebag like ruin a fantastic movie for me. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, look, his his performance is great and the movie is amazing why should i let his like his stupid piece of shit character like ruin good movies for me oh 100% it's just it's always hard to make those distinctions yeah anyways back on to topic. yeah sorry lock and key is excellent oh geez how do we even yeah <laughs> Because it's transparent. Yeah, lock and key. Okay, wait, how many more folks are there? Because I I, uh, I, think I stopped at three. Uh, oh, I think there's five or six. In total? Yeah, I'm going to look that up just to Okay, if that's, sure. that's not even I know there's, I know there's uh, spinoff books. Really? Yeah, like things that have happened in the house. In, in, Before the in, family? In the key house, yeah. Beforehand, yeah. There are... Yeah, so we're talking the the volumes because yeah, yeah. uh, You know, obviously there are originally issues. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are six. Okay, it's not that bad. I only have three left then. Yeah, there's also a series of short stories set in the past uh, called uh, the Golden Age, and a. Uh, war time set one called World War Key. Oh, nice. Um, all having to do with this same location? Yeah, yeah. It, nice. It's all about, about Key House. The Key, okay, okay. Uh, oh, but uh, on the topic of Lock and Key, how did you watch the uh, the show? I did watch uh, the, the, the show. Did you like it's, it? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's very different. It's going in a very different direction. As it's I've got seen. almost a teen drama vibe to it instead of a yeah. 
uh, yeah. horror. But I think it's doing what's doing well. The mythology is interesting to see on screen no matter what. There was a cool thing in, I think, the first episode where they they introduce a key that exists only on the show because, you know, you can do more interesting visual things with TV that yeah. you can't do in comics and vice versa. And they did a really cool, it was like a, it was like a bunch of reflections and creepy mirror shit. And Ooh. yeah, yeah. It was, I... it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Like it's, it's a fun show. I'd say if you're looking to just watch lock and key live action, you're not going to get that. No. Yeah. But if you're interested in just seeing a different interpretation of the concepts, it's worth watching. Yeah. It, it... What because I, I, I didn't watch the show, but I watched the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. and like, uh, would, would it be wrong to say that it from the trailer it kind of looked more like in the vein of like it had like a fantasy vibe? Well, yeah, the it's a fantasy series, no, no, but it looked like like more levity because the, yeah, the it, books are dark, yeah, they're 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 they're, they're dark fantasy in the the books the dark fantasy borderlining on horror this has yeah. a more borderlining fairy tale vibe meets that's what i wanted drama. to say yeah also they give some really interesting stuff for the mom to do other than just sit there and be drunk okay that yeah oh yeah um yeah well i i i, I was uh hoping that she doesn't kind of get more stuff to do in the later books she does but whereas, like, you look at, like, the first couple of books and what she's going through compared to what uh, the television series character has, okay. and it's a very different character, very different story arc. Is she still, like, a drinker in the show? Uh, spoiler warning, she oh. was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because, like, they kind of touch that a little in the books where, like, she did drink before yeah. everything. And then, you know, death of her husband and all that, all that makes it worse. But this is, uh, she's a recovering alcoholic. Okay. So you still get shades of that. But with, like I said, they actually give her something to do. That's, that's cool. She's an active cool. character and not just... You know, because in the in the book, she's kind of like it's the kid's story, and she is a figure within it. Whereas exactly. this, she has her own stuff yeah. pushing herself, her character forward. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that that's cool when they kind of like give more like more uh, space for characters. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, in certain adaptations, they won't really focus too much on a certain character, but. Let's say you thought they were interesting, so for the TV or movie version, we're going to give them more to do. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. Wait. So you you finished that? Yeah. For a reading. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I finished Lock and Key. That was like one of the first things I did was finally nice. order the last book. <laughs> oh man, that's nice. Uh, on the topic of you reading, because mm-hmm. I, me and uh my fiance started we kind of because they're graphic novels we read them together Mm -hmm. like literally together and uh 
and sometimes we'll like voice act because <laughs> you know oh, why the fuck fun. not yeah <laughs> so we we start we i reread she read for the first time um one of the like silent hill it's like a a collection of different stories okay yeah and i'm a huge silent hill fan so i i reread uh, one of the books and she reread it with me so that was really fun it's um it's it's weird because like you have like the stories of like the main six six seven games but mm -hmm. like these are like little stories that have that they're like they're like their own kind of thing and then you have like one story that's like takes takes place in like this old western era with like cowboys and indians you know mm -hmm. um so that was really cool and we we just started we have to finish this book but we just started this book um called year of the rabbit um and um it's a graphic novel that's based on a true story from the author and it's uh, about like the um like the the dictatorship or the the big revolt that was happening in cambodia mm -hmm. in the year jesus i don't know i don't even want to try and attempt it but it was like years ago and it talks about like how like they had like this this family who the author is a part of had to like flee but in doing so they got caught and everything it's like it's a really like it's a very tense and thrilling story because in part knowing that like the author like lived this and it's mm -hmm. it's it's very very terrifying so that sounds in the in the same sort of vein uh <clears throat> of you know making a graphic novel out of your your real life uh, isn't that a what a what's the name of that book uh persepolis Perse uh, uh persepolis per yeah persepolis yeah yeah the, about the iranian girl yeah 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 that's... that seems to sort of be like in that vein yeah yeah the sounds of it i really want to read that and i really want to watch the movie mm. oh man i need to watch that movie um yeah yeah so that's what i that's what i've been reading i read one other thing so i'm gonna throw that out yeah, yeah, just yeah. while we're at it uh I read a, a Neil Gaiman novel, The Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's a it's a novel. Yeah. I forgot he also does like novel. Uh, what's it about? Uh, it's a it's a man goes back to his uh, home town for a funeral, I believe, mm -hmm. and he the the book is told in flashback to when he was a child, and as it's Neil Gaiman, it's like a fantasy novel, but it's not a fantasy novel in terms of like knights and dragons and all that it's mm. uh, a fantastical adventure this kid went on but it's more mature than other kids go on a fantasy adventure novels like it's not directed at kids although i think young people could absolutely read it mm. it was fantastic his writing is top notch wow I gotta read more uh, more i have to read neil gaiman because <laughs> i know he, he well because i'm really into graphic novels and i know he does like a lot of graphic novels yeah he's he's written uh on contract he's done a lot of superhero stuff uh he's got his book sandman which yeah. is supposedly a phenomenal epic yeah yeah i've heard that too um and he 
did, uh, didn't we do a, it's a show called, or God's, something, American, American Gods. Gods. Yeah. 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 That was based on a novel of his as well. Yeah. It's a novel or a, it's or a novel. A... Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 There might be a comic as well, but that's not what he wrote. He wrote a novel. He's more of a novelist than a comic book writer, I think. Oh, okay. Did he In like, in terms do of his novelist? original work? Okay. Okay. I Did don't know like what do came novel? first. Oh, okay. There yeah. we go. Well, okay. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, sir? I don't know how many series or books have done this, but I know Fight Club did this where they had, you have the book, the novel, and then you have Fight Club 2, which is a, a, a graphic novel. How do you, like, what do you, what do you think about that? That kind I of. That, I think that's cool. You know, the, the idea that like you can do things in different mediums. Right. I think that's pretty neat too. But I've also seen like a lot of like novels adapted into graphic novels now. Like mm-hmm. there's the the Handmaid's Tale. There's a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, there's uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of like shifting into like graphic novels or comics. Yeah, I think I think a definite part of that is like it gets you to a different audience. For sure. You know? Yeah. And why have, not? You know? Like have have you read The Handmaid's Tale? The books, no. Would you read or the graphic nothing. novel? I haven't watched or read any. Yeah. <laughs> there Especially because I want to yeah. become a graphic novelist. Yeah. yeah. But but that's the thing. Like it, uh, there are there are a lot of people out there who don't read novels, who don't read books. Yeah. At this point in their life, they're just like, you know that you know, and a lot of that comes from you know it is a commitment. Another part of it comes from you know the bad habits we built when we were younger where it's like oh reading's homework yeah it's true whereas and if you put I associate, yeah yeah and if you put pictures on it all of a sudden it's not the same vibe yeah it's like, hey, this isn't so bad <laughs> yeah. and like i i love both like i think yeah i'm like i always tell myself like oh, i need to read more books yeah you know my, my partner sam she reads all the time she's a much better reader than i am but at the same time, like I read comics, and I don't think that that is any lesser of a form of reading. No, it's I think not. I think both are. I think anyone who says, "Oh, I don't do one," is just limiting themselves. I like, oh, oh yeah, I don't, exactly. I, d- I don't read graphic novels. Well, you're missing out. Oh, I don't read books. Oh, you're missing out. It's the there same thing. Go. Like you're missing yeah. out either way. Yeah. Exactly. For me, I think I just prefer graphic novels, but that doesn't that doesn't mean mm-hmm. like I'm gonna cancel out novels. Yeah, oh. you you should read the Ocean at the End of the Lane because it is really good. Uh, the it's not big either; like it's it's a small paperback novel. Cool. So it's easy to get into. Whereas, like, if you look at something like American Gods or Anansi Boys, they're thick tomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like i think it you know it's a it's a brisk read it's an easy read nice his writing style just flows like you can get really into it okay that's cool so I, I i think i think you could really enjoy that one actually i'm definitely gonna check it out i i wanna like i'd like to check out more of neil gaiman's work mm-hmm. you know um yeah so um have you read anything else or you want to go uh, that's into... all i got for reading do you want to do like TV? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with the TV. All right. Here, you you go on this one. Okay, for for me, TV, um, probably something we've discussed before, but the 
big thing that I decided that my, my partner and I, my fiance and I decided to actually start because we kind of started a bit of it like like back when it first aired, like mm-hmm. first premiered. Um, but it was kind of like, nah, this is too dense and I want to passively watch something so we didn't continue it. But finally, what you know, what better time than quarantine to start dark? Mm-hmm. Um, so we want we started dark and and it's it's that isn't like a super bingeable show because it's it's very dense yeah it's a, there's a lot of information um and you you can't passively watch it too because it's a german show so you have to pay attention As, also because there's a lot of information there's a lot of visual information you know mm-hmm. and also don't passively watch it um but yeah and dark was one of those shows that we initially like once we kind of finished it we were like what i don't think i understood any of that and i felt kind of stupid i was like wait what so then i kind of like watched some explained videos and then i kind i i remember like i talked to you i was like nor i don't like this show i didn't understand it stupid <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you were like but no, listen. And then we had that full phone conversation. I remember because I I was getting out of work and going for a walk and you were like, I didn't get it. So I don't think I liked it. So then I phoned you and I was like, no, you you might not get it, but I don't think you don't like it. But that's just what it. And that's that's something I do want to touch on a little. Yeah. I I mentioned it in a video I made on dark. Yeah. Not long after our conversation. But I'm saying this for people, you don't have to understand something to enjoy it. It's true. If it took you on a ride, if it made you feel things, and not in a, oh, I hated this kind of way. If, you, if you're like, oh, this was cool, but it doesn't make sense, you fucking liked it. And don't let people, because people do this on the internet all the time where they say shit like, oh, if you didn't get this, you're not smart enough. Or if you didn't didn't get this, you know, how can you enjoy it? Blah, blah, blah. No, like what you like, enjoy what you enjoy, understand what you can. And that's it, man. And the rest is, is it's true, man. It, it's, I've had this conversation with my fiance too. Like if you enjoyed the journey, that should be enough. Even if you didn't 100% get all the points, it, you know, it's not because of bad writing. It's not because you're stupid. It's just maybe you have to revisit it another time. Maybe you need some things explained. It's yeah. fine. But you like the journey. It, that was one of those things, too, when we came out of, uh, which this is a much more direct uh, and um, simpler film, but uh, you were never really here. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we came out of that, I was like, I'm not sure I understood the movie, but I know that I loved it. Yeah. And then you kind of like broke it down for me. I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very simple now. Yeah. But the <laughs> but thing yeah. is that, that 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 movie, just to talk about that, uh, because like it's very straightforward, but it it's shot and edited, in my opinion, from a very emotional point instead of a very literal plot structure. Yes, I agree. Like it's a very simple story, but like it brings you along how Joaquin Phoenix's character feels through it more than how he 
experiences it literally and that can just make you go like huh but then like you you know you just got to think about it and you're like oh okay but that's just it like there there are moments that are maybe a little more abstract you know or, mm -hmm. or just artsy but it never detracts from the story which is it's it's like amazing mm -hmm. and and it's it's one of those things where i was like yo i love this i don't really know if i get it but <laughs> i know that i love this yeah you know especially because i i went into that movie blind first of all i just knew that joaquin phoenix was in it mm -hmm. that was it yeah but uh and yeah. that that uh is why there was a good amount of time when we were seeing a lot of movies together and when i was seeing a lot of movies with uh the w gentleman sports corner new episodes every week <laughs> love that every episode <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna if i'm gonna mention our friends i'm gonna plug the shit why not but yeah we walk out of movies and you or he would turn to me and go well what'd you think and i'd say ask me tomorrow yeah yeah and yeah. that is a very pretentious thing to say I and guess, i think i'm uh... past I'm, I'm past that pretension as a uh, film goer now but like i do think it stands that you do need to sit on things at times yeah yeah like they're like a movie like uh movies that just have a lot more to say or or just you know like i remember when we came out of sicario i knew that i liked it but i i couldn't really articulate anything mm -hmm. right away you know and that's part of it too like it's not always like oh i didn't understand this it's oh I need to sit in my thoughts on this. I got to digest it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was trying to say, but I had to do it in the most pretentious way possible because when you're in your early 20s and you're into art, you have to act all superior and stupid and be like, oh, ask me tomorrow when I've formed my thoughts. No, <laughs> just say, yo, it was cool. Let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or I know that like if I... I, I know, like, um, if you see a movie that I'm literally going to see, like, hours, like, from now or, like, mm -hmm. the next day, I'd be like, yo, how did you like it? And you'd be, and just, it's dope. And I know you're saying that because you don't want to influence me. Yeah. <laughs> and and it may, I, I, like, completely respect that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was dope. <laughs> and then you watch it and you see that it was dope <laughs> yeah it was like yo man this was like the entire like meth house like this was insane <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah um so yeah dark um yeah i've got dark too dark is yeah. and i know that you watched i think you obviously watched it before me yeah I watched it before you, but I took my time a lot more because I know I only finished it a little while before you did. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. Oh, wait. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. is meaningless now. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Pandemic, like, just, like mm -hmm. just fudged everything up. But yeah, I know you finished it before me and I did ask, like, like well like did you like mm -hmm. it or whatever and i know like in a very simple way you you said that you enjoyed it because you're mm -hmm. a big sci-fi dude and this is like dripping with sci-fi right yeah and it's and it's hard sci-fi too like i like the hardest you know your your star wars your guardians of the galaxies your fun soft sci-fi sci-fantasy type things mm. but every now and again and i'm not the smartest person i don't know the most about science <laughs> But I like to just sit down and be like, especially 
you know time travel stuff like dark i just like Super, to sit yeah. down and go like oh yeah and like i, I like <laughs> i i i like paradoxes i like uh oh you know, shit <laughs> Uh, yeah like i've seen primer multiple times like i'm that kind of guy oh god multiple times yeah man yeah but you're i know that you're a big guy for uh for time travel right like you're uh yeah it's one of your big things for 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 sci-fi in in terms of movies yeah like when i say i'm a sci-fi fan i'm a sci-fi movie fan Hmm. i don't want all the the sci-fi book people to come out and be like yeah but the foundation trilogy it's like no i haven't read it <laughs> foundation trilogy it's a uh, it's isaac asimov's books they're considered the some of the big uh pillars of classical science fiction writing uh, okay, okay 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 haven't read it That's okay. i i i say this a lot uh i watch sci-fi and read fantasy yeah Although fantasy on TV has gotten good now, so I now also watch fantasy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, like I, I watch sci-fi, and I think time travel is something that movies like to do a lot because mm. it's something interesting visually where you can go back to moments and play them in different ways and see how things change. And, you know, I'm a sucker for that. I love that. I love that. But I, I also love that there is literally like so many things and so many ways you could tackle time travel in like in storytelling but of course in like movies and tv like looper like dark like primer like uh jesus i don't know like but there's so many different ways that it's been tackled Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i think what made dark so good is the fact that this like whole world phenomenon was all happening for one man's personal use yeah love that i love that it wasn't Mm -hmm. i was so happy when it wasn't like this you know giant beam in the sky world apocalypse bullshit yeah you know and i think that's a big thing is because when i think about dark and how it much because it is a very grand story it takes place over hundreds of years you know and it goes back and forth and it is in many ways an epic i i do think of it as an epic it is i i think it so is too yeah but it is always very personal from the first episode you're getting to know uh jonas yeah. and he is doing his thing and he's a sad boy who misses his dad and wants to have kisses with a pretty girl and then all this stuff comes out throughout it, but like you, you're always anchored to him, and you're always anchored to all these characters. Like it's very personal. So the fact that it ends, and you're just like, oh no, it was very personal origin of all this, is yeah. really great. And that's, I, I think, it. how you do something like that properly. You look at something like Lord of the Rings, which is an epic, yeah, uh, series um, of yeah. books and movies. But at the end of the day, you're sitting there and you're going, oh, I'm so happy that Aragorn became king. I'm so happy that Sam got his happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you, I, you think of the characters. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really like it when... I, I, 
I, I really like it when when somebody's personal actions and we kind of follow like a small like character timeline has big like has these outside colossal effects and and they're kind of like unknowing like invincible for example or the boys like invincible um like i i i would consider it to be kind of a personal thing because like we're seeing it through omni-man right but look at all the colossal damage and, and ripple effect he's caused mm -hmm. you know what i mean but we're always following him we're following that storyline the boys also does that i love that shit man i love that i don't i don't i don't want the huge world seventeen thousand different characters i like when we're following like one person's journey and it causes this entire like 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 the lord of the rings if you think about it we're always we're following frodo the whole <laughs> thing started with frodo yep right but there's wars between between the elves and the orcs and and all of this stuff but it it all started with him you know what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah and so yeah dark yeah, fantastic yeah just on on what we're talking about of this following yeah. character thing because you got me thinking that's kind of what man of steel wanted to do like it was yeah. trying to paint a character portrait but it got so lost in his own grandeur at I times. So. Yeah, I think that's... And that's that's Zack Snyder as a filmmaker, as he gets lost in his big moments. And I think he, he creates excellent big moments, but he doesn't tether them as well as he wants to. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, that that's just a side tangent I thought of when you mentioned that. Sorry. No, no, no. It, it's true though, because like I remember watching Man of Steel, and I've only seen it once and one and done. But um, I remember feeling that like like this could have been a lot more grounded in the sense of like it could have been a lot more like like we could have just been following. It could have been smaller, is what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. But could have been more personal. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, but I, I do feel like maybe Zack Snyder got a little too ca caught up with the um, the epicness of the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. He yeah, and it's, does it's epic fine. things, and he gets caught yeah. up in it. And you know, if you if you're if you have fun with that, you have fun with that. <laughs> Look, I, I I love his watching Watchmen movie. Never gonna sway from. But that. even that is something like like I I really enjoy it too. Yeah. But it is, again, it's something that, like, if you compare it to the source material, it doesn't quite get what's going on because it's getting lost in its own grandeur. I'm not going to dispute that because you're right. You know? Like, yeah. Like, the, the scene in the, the graphic novel, uh, spoilers for Watchmen, the movie, and the graphic novel, if you care. Are you talking about the ending? Uh, not Not the ending ending, but the... The fact that if you look at the comics, when Rorschach gets exploded, he just yes. gets exploded. But when it happens in the uh, movie, yeah, Night Owl's there, so that way you can have that big emotional reaction, that grand moment of no, <laughs> yeah, like, 
Yeah, yeah. But the the idea of him dying alone in the comic is because he's kind of this this crazy survivalist nutbag who is alone. Yeah, and he was crazy and he died alone. But in the the film, you know, he dies a hero's death because that's more epic. Yeah, and I get that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. It worked for the movie, but I do understand. I very much understand your point. Like, it has different meaning in the book. You know exactly. Yeah, like they they're each their um, own media. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, like we're, I'm a huge fan of the film. I know you're you're a fan too. But I really like at some point I I wanted to cover it. Like I wanted to watch this way before, but I just never got around to it. I really want to watch the series, the limited the uh, limited series. Yeah, I yeah, really I want to see that, that too. I hear it. I hear it's very good. Yeah, I hear it understands the politics, con the con- the concepts of politics that. Uh, Moore was really trying to touch on in his book like they really yeah. get that yeah it's it's uh some odd years later after the book so everything that mm-hmm. happens in the show directly correlates in his reference to the novel it doesn't at all touch on the movie like so in the novel uh in the series they they discuss the giant squid attack you know mm-hmm. there's no yeah, yeah uh, there's no colossal explosion mm-hmm. but yeah which again is, you know, that the explosion versus squid is epic grandeur, craziness versus something a just, giant squid. Something just super weird and Lovecraftian. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd love to see that though. Oh, same here. Right. I mean, we're gonna yeah. see a big starfish killing people in Suicide Squad. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But yeah, that reminds okay. me. I have a I have a Suicide Squad video to write. Shit, I gotta get on that. <laughs> you do? Oh, I can't wait to watch. This. You're obviously gonna be talking about the uh, David Ayer movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can't wait for that. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. I uh, fucking hated that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, different different uh, topic for another video. But yeah, um, the so best that- part of that movie was I got drinks with friends before seeing it. God, I wish that was the best part of that for my, for my experience. Uh, you know what I got before? You know what I got before before watching that movie? Chlamydia. High expect- <laughs> <laughs> High ex- yeah, chlamydia of the senses. Jesus, that's how I felt afterwards. I had high expect. I remember because before watching that, before like going to the cinema to watch that movie, my fiance and I went to, like to an EB Games or whatever because I wanted to browse, and there was just Suicide Squad everywhere, man, everywhere, mm-hmm. merch everywhere, and I immediately knew like, okay, I think I know the purpose of this movie, and it's to sell shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's, it's almost like a Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. case you know. and it, you know you know you can get into the fact that you know the the butchering of david ayer's vision and whatnot and mm. you know people are now going to release the air cut and that's probably not going to happen in the same way no it's not because but, it's not the same circumstance yeah but yeah but anyways <laughs> anyway yeah so dark i know it's a show you loved it's a show i loved uh also side note um, discuss some stuff with your friends because it really, yeah, it's always great to get multiple perspectives on things. Seriously, 
you know, get a community going and talk yeah. about movies and TV because I love that's ha- ha- seriously half the fun of watching something that I loved is discussing it with you or the W or Matt or, or whatever and and seeing or, or my fiance, but she mm-hmm. watches movies with me. But you know what I mean? I'm talking about like separate experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And when we say discussing, we mean discussing. We don't mean yelling your opinions on the Internet. No, we say like like uh oh I, i'm not sure about this i don't know if how i felt about it but you say oh i think it's because they did this and that and mm-hmm. oh, oh shit yeah that makes sense i'm now rethinking about this and i think i like it now it's not like uh, oh you influenced me it's just like i i didn't think about it that way and it's always i love that community nourishment you know what i mean i think it's very important heck yes yeah so that's my t- my tangent on that now we can change topic (laughs) hey so this episode ended up being way longer than we thought it'd be so we decided to split into two parts if you're enjoying this conversation make sure you tune in next week for part two and until then have a good one